You're listening to the We Talk Nerd podcast, a podcast about gaming, movies, and everything nerd. I'm your host, Brandon. And I'm Rob. And you may have noticed there's not a and I'm injury this week because he is out with the flu. So all the best to Andrew. Hope he gets better. Same with his kids because I, I think they also have it. So Yeah, it, it's like <laughs> World War Z over there right now. Um, he, trust us, it's it's better that uh, he's home recuperating. You don't, want, you don't want to catch the flu of the ears. So. You might catch it through this podcast. That's how contagious it is. Uh, that's horrible to have around the holidays this time of year. Yeah, I'd like to also give a shout out to all my coworkers who are coming in, uh, coughing into their sleeves and um, spewing <laughs> germs into the air. I appreciate that. I'll be looking forward to uh, uh, being bedridden uh, this holiday season. So uh, thanks very much. The holidays. No bitterness here, though. <laughs> oh, the holidays. That's great. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I guess you could call this the uh, end of the year wrap up for us or the holiday special, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. And I'll take a quick moment to just thank everyone that's been with us this year. Uh, 2018's been, uh, you know, a pretty big year. We've uh, uh-huh. made most weeks. And, um, uh-huh. you know, thank you for uh, sticking with us and uh, tuning in each week. Yep. This is, I believe, to be episode. Like 62, 63. Yeah, um, I think we're 62. Yeah, so, yeah. All these wasn't this year, but most of them were this year. So, yeah, mm-hmm. this has been a, a full year for us. But, yeah, we'll take, we're going to take a little bit of a break, uh, you know, during the holidays. We'll be back 2019, you know, some more good content. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so let's go ahead and start talking about our top five games of the year. Yeah, we're going with a little bit different format this this time. Instead of covering yeah. the news or reviews or any kind of previews, we thought we'd just talk a little bit about uh, what we liked about this year and maybe some things we're looking forward to next year. So, uh, yeah. you know, be sure to join us in the chats and the comments and let us know what you think about uh, uh-huh. what our top fives were and let us know your top fives. Yeah. And uh, depending on how long this takes, we might talk about a couple things at the end but yeah there's a little bit we we expected yeah. to have an additional person here so yeah that's true uh, <laughs> we did expect a whole another round of top five stuff exactly but, um yeah let's go ahead and get into it and Rob, yeah, go tell for me, it you want to you go or you want me to go go ahead and start it off this was okay. your idea so i'll let you right. uh, i'll let you run with it so my top five for the year start from five of course we have uh pokemon let's go which is a big surprise for me I uh, did not expect it to be in top five. Yeah, uh, what a what a nice surprise! I um, I did not expect to enjoy myself as much playing a Pokemon game because mm-hmm. I've tried playing Pokemon games before and none of them have really latched on. So mm-hmm. you know, so much. And yeah, this is what a joy to play. Didn't quite make my top five, but uh, it it's it's up there on my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. This is a really well-rounded game. Um, even if it does kind of drag on the the whole exhaustion of a bit with Origins from last year. Yeah, I'm still uh, reeling from Origins, <laughs> as we talked about. A lot of good improvements, and uh, it's it's a fun game overall. Uh, it's a it's a really fun game, even mm-hmm. if you're not into the whole Assassin's Creed stuff. Sure, right. uh, I dabbled a little bit in it. Um, I have, I'm not far enough into it to really be able to say that it's you know top this or that. Um, typically, I end up playing the Assassin's Creed games a little bit after they come out, just when I have the time to really digest it. And there's been so uh-huh. many good games; it's stuff to find that time sometimes. Yeah, just a little. This made me think of it. Our uh, our friend Jared or 
Blaze, whatever you want to call him. He's actually been streaming uh, the first Assassin's Creed, so I think he may be playing through them. Oh, so, cool. I have to, yeah. I check his uh, streams out from time to time. I didn't see him doing this one yet. He's been doing a lot of WoW. Yeah, he, and, but before raids and like maybe a little after raids and stuff, he does a little Assassin's Creed stuff. Cool. So it's I've actually I was playing it and then watching him side like having a side by side of the new one and the first one. It's it's crazy how far we've come. Yeah, definitely. All right, number three, uh, Marvel Spider Man. Yeah, so we differ a little bit on this. This is my mm-hmm. number one of the year. Oh yeah, this is, there was a lot of a lot of good games this year, mm-hmm. and uh, it's you know it's surprising the game like Spider Man as good as it is to you know you know be number three and not be number one. Yeah, this so. really feels like a spiritual successor to that Spider-Man 2 that came out, mm-hmm. you know, for the PS2. Um, just, you know, the open world mechanics, the proper swinging, uh, great storyline, um, mm-hmm. beautiful really? graphics, and just oh, yeah. just fun. You know, what a, what I'm a fun I'm going to play game. that DLC. I have, uh, yeah, I've played through the DLC. Um, there's another one either dropping or has just dropped uh, the third. Uh, but I played through the first two DLCs, and they are both really good. They're more the same, more the Mm -hmm. same, but they're both good. Good content. More good content is never a bad thing. No, not at all. And they're all connected, just so you know. The DLC is actually a three-part story. Ah, nice. That's good. At least it's not like one-off things. Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of a cliffhanger, kind of episodic. So uh, Mm -hmm. you get to the end of the first one, it's like, oh, cliffhanger for the next one. Mm. That's kind of cool. Everybody's Mm -hmm. wanting to get on the episodic. Thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see Marvel Spider-Man just be an episodic uh, DLC oh, no. factory. I'd be fine with that. I would be totally. <laughs> I fine. mean, that'd be cool if just DLC. Yeah. 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 Let's see. Number two. My number two is God of War. Yeah, I totally agree with you. That was also my number two. That is a great game on the PlayStation. Actually, one like we talked about on the last episode, uh, game of the year at the Game Awards. But uh, mm-hmm. it's my number two. Uh, it's a great game. It changed the franchise a lot. I wouldn't have expected, uh, you know, a couple years ago to say, "Oh yeah, I think a new God of War game would definitely be in my top five. Right? Because I wasn't, oh. I was, I wasn't a big fan of the original ones. They're, you know, they're they're fun to play, but I wouldn't say they're my favorite games. No, and the first ones are very arcade combat, mm-hmm. and this is a little more personal, a little more in your face. Definitely. And you the get story. a little more, yeah. Oh. Definitely, the story is different. That's what oh, really yeah. draws you in. Is they make you part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yep, I'm, 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 I'm incredibly excited for whatever comes next for this story. Mm-hmm. So, looking forward to that. And uh, my number one, my game of the year, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. Yeah, I knew that was coming. That's uh, a. Yeah. You've been playing this since it launched. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've almost a hundred percent of it, right? Um. Yeah, I'm getting there. Uh, I haven't played it since I finished uh, the you know the main story aspects of it a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but I I've played it nonstop since it released. And man, there's so much content in that game. Yeah, they they made it a game with legs. I I assume you'll be able to pick it up and start over all over again and just play it like from a totally mm-hmm. different perspective, and you know wouldn't be the same playthrough. And that, that's right. the beauty of those open world games that you know. Rockstar is so famous for. I feel like there's so much I haven't experienced yet. Sure. <laughs> you haven't killed all the bears, right? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't killed all the bears. Yeah. Oh, man. Got to massacre the bears in the Wild Wild West. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was an incredible game. Uh, not much of a surprise. I figured I was, I've was. i been looking forward to Red Dead 2 
for a Red Dead Redemption 2 for a really long time. And when they announced it, I think, maybe, what, 20, 2016, maybe? Yeah, it's been announced for quite some time. Yeah, I've been I've been awaiting this game for a while. So, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's awesome. I loved it. Uh, my honorable mentions that didn't quite make the top five. Uh, and I kind of wanted to pick something a little different, you know, not too mainstream. And they were uh, two indie games, uh, Frostpunk and Battletech. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um both of those were now I didn't play a Battletech. You were you were kind of mm-hmm. carrying the uh the water for that one. Mm-hmm. Um this fun I game. thought it looked pretty cool, but um I think it was just a, ma- a a problem of having too many games. Yeah. To play. Yeah, it's a you know, Battletech was an XCOM like game. Mm-hmm. And it's just which I love those XCOM like games. And it's very deep. There's a lot of uh a lot of depth to it. So I haven't I I never played a whole lot of it, never got too into it. But it was a it was a great game, and Frostpunk, of course, um, as daunting as it was at first, uh, was really really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, Frostpunk for me was was a great surprise. Um, it was extremely difficult. That the decision making is probably the hardest thing. You know, having to put those kids to work in the coal mines was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never feel right about that. But uh, your, fr- you know, your you first playthrough. Your first playthrough, you go about very morally. Like, no, kids yeah. aren't going to work. You die, mm-hmm. and then you're like, you know what? Maybe it's okay for kids to work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> would they would they rather be dead or would they rather? Uh, <laughs> do we want to die or do we want to win this thing, guys? Come I just on. look at you know careers. You know they're they're getting careers early on in this. Uh, That's true. In this, place, get good so. work experience. They won't good be resume kids forever. Builder. You know they won't be kids <laughs> forever. Uh, it'd be good to put on the resume. Interned at the coal mine. Exactly. Left arm at coal mine. <laughs> oh, yeah, because, of course, there's always that. Oh. Yeah. How do you deal with amputees? Oh, man. That's a real uh, question <laughs> that you have to answer <laughs> in Frostpunk. Oh, that's great. Um, but, uh, you know, we have these great games, but we also have maybe a couple of disappointing and bad games this year. So sure. I kind of just wanted to bring up what is one game this year that kind of was a big disappointment. You're like, man, I was looking forward to this when I heard about it, and when it released, it was a big bag of dog crap. Yeah, that's tough <laughs> to say. You know, some things you can kind of have the smell test on and say, okay, I, I didn't think that was going to be good to begin with, and mm-hmm. you know, I had my heart broken, and we'll talk about mine a little bit later on, but yeah. I know you had your eyes set on a, yeah. a particular game. So, I'm a, you know, I'm a big role-playing game guy. I love... uh you know, these big open world, I love free, you know, running around, making my own story. I love getting very in-depth in large worlds. And when, uh, you know, a company that's known for making these games announced one, I was like, oh, man, this sounds great. Yeah, and, uh, they got a they great put a... track record of making <laughs> wonderful put... games. Right, and that would be uh, Bethesda in Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, know, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you're no stranger to us coming to the realization, not really realization, I guess, kind of just being an echo chamber for how disappointing and how terrible of a launch and I guess continued support of Fallout 76 has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, uh, pretty embarrassing overall for the company. Um, there's been a, a disturbing trend of these kind of releases, not necessarily from Bethesda, but just in general. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at the division came out broken, you know, All right. Uh, Destiny comes out unplayable, not fun, horrible game. Um, and it <laughs> takes a while for things to finally come back around to being 
something that people can actually enjoy. So, I mean, is that the long game for Fallout 76 is wait until, you know, they've spent enough time patching it and getting it ready. And, you know, their marketing blitz couldn't have been any bigger. You know, they had to hit that release window and, and it landed with a thud. And that goes to back. Are we, is it, are we becoming in a, a cycle now in games where, we're getting content that's not exactly a hundred percent polished, and are we the guinea pigs for trying to polish turds? Well, it's hard to say because you look at the dynamics of the popular games now, right? Mm-hmm. So the biggest game of the year is Fortnite, right? I mean, I think we could say in just in terms of even though it was out consciousness, last year, a continued game, like people knowing about Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Just in terms of popularity. I mean, I think there's more people playing that than any other game mm-hmm. would be my guess. Maybe League of Legends comes in. But when you look at it, you know, Fortnite was one of those games that came out and was dead on arrival. You know, that well, save it was the just world a, mode. Yeah. Save the world. Like you just build, survive. Yeah. And it you know it came out and people were like oh this is kind of cool but there really wasn't a lot of interest in playing that particular game mode. that was all it was marketed as there was no other side to it well and the battle royale was just a an add-on a free add-on to say it came out later that i think was actually a way to maybe PUBG. yeah yeah i think it was a way to kind of promote their other game mode exactly Mm-hmm. Hey, we want you to buy Fortnite, so come try this free mode of ours. Exactly. And it became the biggest the game. Mo- <laughs> it became the mode. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's funny when you see like sales on the on the Save the World campaign. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot they had like paid version of Fortnite uh, to mm-hmm. play. So, you know, it's not that games can't pivot and come back and, and become good again. It's just, it seems like that's the trend. It's a hard uphill. And you have to be ready to make those changes. I don't know that Bethesda has that kind of competency to change mm-hmm. like Fortnite's developers did. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But like, you know, speaking of big time, we had No Man's Sky, another game that was pretty mm-hmm. DOA. And it this year alone has kind of 180. People, people went from hating that game to being a game where it, if you played it, you really enjoyed what you played. Yeah. Yeah. They uh, listened to the community. They, um, they realized people were very passionate about the game and wanted to try to, uh, you know, salvage something out of it. And yeah, they made a game that people are excited about and playing again. And that's, uh, that's good to see. Uh And so as, you know, as we say those things and we're looking to the bright shining horizon that is 2019, uh, there's some games that may lay us, you know, may let us down, and there's some games that may, you know, be, you know, defining like Red Dead Two and God of War and Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, for me, those games I'm looking forward to is uh, Kingdom Hearts Three, which is like, or right around the corner, first thing next year. So we'll see how that is very soon. I still don't believe it. You still don't believe in it. <laughs> you know, they I, I they only know. released the they're, they're you know, the, the launch movies and all that good stuff. Um, Anthem, which is also like you know, right after that next month, uh, the Division Two, which is you know March, which is then again you know right there, and then uh, this is kind of like my uh, little you know pinned on there that hopefully I don't have to move this around. uh, Cyberpunk, (laughs) hopefully this comes out maybe late next year, and I hope I don't have to say this. (laughs) 
<laughs> we'll know it soon. <laughs> hopefully it won't be your 2020 game that you're looking yeah, for. Ha- yeah, next year when we do this again, I'll be like, hopefully I'm hoping for that Cyberpunk game. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be. I mean, you know, there's yeah, such a, uh, you know, there's such a great development studio and we'll see. This is a big change for them. It'll be very different from what they've mm-hmm. done previously. So, uh, so, you know, I'm of course hoping it's going to be like one of the best games of the year. So, you know, time will best tell. Best games of all time. That'd be great. <laughs> well, Witcher Three was. I, I will. Yeah. I will put yeah. that. In. I'll fight people over that. Three Witcher Three is definitely one of the best. Revolutionary. Games. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, one of the best I've ever played. Yep. And you look so at all the kinda... stuff that spun off of it too. Oh yeah, a lot of a lot of stuff. Yeah, Thronebreaker, Gwent, and mm-hmm. uh, you know they even had a um, they had a board game that came out. I don't know if it was before Three or if it was uh, after, but yeah, they got three major releases spun off of that. They did great on that. But yeah, yeah that's kind of, that's kind of my gamest, my, my game, my games <laughs> of the year. <laughs> um, so yeah. So well, I'll, on. I'll fill Walk in some of the it. gaps of, uh, where I was. So, you know, I kind of gave a little bit of, um, you know, where my numbers were with Brandon, but, uh, starting from number five, I'm actually going to go with an expansion as one of my favorite games of the years. And that was uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Frozen Wilds. Did that come out this year? That came out in March. Oh my God. What a year it has been. I know. Um, that was just such oh, no, an that am- came out in November 7th of last year. But Are you sure about like, that? Yeah, apparently, according to the good old Google. Okay, well, then it's not my favorite game of this year, but it's my favorite game I played. You know what's funny? I think your number five last year was also a game that came out the previous year. Probably. <laughs> uh, I, I would have put uh, Pillars of Eternity on there, a game that came out in 2015. So, um, so yeah, I'm not I'm not afraid to play uh, games from, from years past. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the Frozen Wilds was, you know, such an amazing expansion. I played it earlier this year. I guess it came out last year. But um, I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, you know, if you were a fan, if you enjoyed it and you haven't checked out the DLC yet, uh, it's just a huge amazing capstone for that game that's already an amazing fun innovative game so i had a great great time with that um coming much much newer uh something that i'm enjoying and having a lot of fun just playing cooperatively with other folks and competitively uh would be uh, smash brothers ultimate um i don't know about your work but this goes up on the tv at work every lunch and people oh, yeah. have controllers and we play uh five or six player smash that's yeah, nice. pretty much every lunch yeah yeah it's, uh, <laughs> it's a great environment for it um you know and, and the matches are fairly quick uh we usually play like five players and um you know i'm out there with my wee fit trainer just you know smacking uh volleyballs into the <laughs> fray trying to get some cheap wins sniping out there so um i'm you terrible at strat. it but it's fun so so I yeah, stick I'm with also that. very terrible at it, but it, it's a great game. I think those, you know, it kind of. I'm not a big Smash Bros. fan, but that is actually a fun game, you know. And it, I, I'll mm-hmm. definitely put it up there as one of the more noteworthy games of the year. Yeah, well, and I'd say there's a couple things going for it. So number one, you've got the competitive aspect. So if you're just doing couch play, you know, it's just back and forth. You can put five, ten minutes into a game and then walk away, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also the spirit mode where you're actually fighting your way through. I, I have no idea how many. There must be hundreds of battles that mode. you have to do yeah. for this adventure mode. And you just keep opening up new new areas and, and harder difficulties and, and all sorts of things. And 
I don't know how deep it goes, but it seems like this thing never ends. So, right. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of gameplay to be had there. There is. Um, so not that I need to pile on, but Smash Brothers Ultimate, I think it's going to do pretty well. I think the sales will reflect the. Oh, it's already the fastest selling <laughs> Nintendo game or something like that. And I, and I believe it. Yeah, it, it's positioned well. The Switch is pretty popular, so um, yeah, everyone's going to buy. It. What a great time to you know. Uh, Switch is uh, on fire right now. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Pokemon, Smash Brothers. Um, earlier this year, or, or maybe last year, you had Odyssey coming out. So I mean, I think it was yeah, last year, yeah, yeah. I think it was towards the end. But Switch has a lot of great games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, not so much uh, quantity, but certainly the quality. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I think I think you'd be hard pressed to say there's a better console for first party games. You, you'd have a fight with PlayStation Four probably. It's a hard but... fight. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> but you can't take your PS4 and you're with you. You can't. This is true. You can't. You cannot. So until they get that. <laughs> um, for Maybe me, what yes, my last game that really differed from uh, Brandon, uh, he didn't play it, but if he had, he would have this on his top five as well. Was the Return of the Oberdin? Uh, that was the um, monochrome murder Sudoku game uh, <laughs> on an abandoned shipping vessel. And that it was such a head scratcher and trying to just figure out, you know, who these people were and how they perished. And that's essentially the whole game is you get a list of, you get a manifest of like 50 people and it's, how did they die? Now is and this game could, on the switch? This is not on the switch. Although that'd be pretty cool if it was, um, I played on PC and maybe they will. could be, it's an indie game. So, uh, and it's, primarily developed by one guy um he had also we had talked about before but he had also done papers please so if mm-hmm. you're familiar with that game um it's Late not papers please might actually be on the switch probably and that's a you know it's not a kid's game for sure so um it's a little out of place in that way but yeah, yeah what i really like so much about return of the Oberdin, not that it was you know i only played it for about maybe 10 hours 15 hours total i think um it was just the intersection of being priced very well like it was around 20 dollars. Uh-huh. it gave me 10 to 15 hours of enjoyment and it's a game that i can still think about and say man i really enjoyed that what a great game but you don't need an expansion you don't need a sequel you don't need dlc like it's done like what a, it was a great experience that was just encapsulated in this moment I'm done with it and I'm moving on. And it was just nothing but fond memories. And most games you don't necessarily get to do that with. You don't get to walk away and say, all right, that's it. Right. So I really enjoyed that part of it. So that was my top five there. Uh, God of war and Spider-Man being the, the other two Spider-Man being my favorite game of the year. Um, for honorable mentions, uh, Pokemon let's go Eevee, which is the better of the two. <laughs> And then uh, I put Magic the Gathering Arena um, for people that have are recovering Magic the Gathering addicts or uh, people that are just really can't find a group to play with locally. Um, you can go online and just straight up play Magic with the newest cards, no money out of pocket, which is such a difficult thing to do because Magic steals money out of your wallet when you're not looking. <laughs> if you can uh you know if you can do the quest and earn the gold then you really don't have any need to 
spend money on the game unless you really need to get those cards that will you know get you the the deck that you're looking for but if you can just play with some of the pre-constructed decks or some of the ones that you win just through doing uh tournaments and uh quests you can be very competitive right off the bat and have a great time with it so that got an honorable mention for me uh just a lot of fun uh it it sticks on me kind of like hearthstone did uh, where you know right. it's a game that I would love to pick up and play from time to time, but not one of those that's going to be for everyone. So unfortunately, did not make the top five for that. Biggest disappointment, man. This was a tough one. I uh, I wrote down a game, erased it, put a different <laughs> game down, erased that, put that one back, bounced back and forth between a couple different games. I'm um, curious. I kind of want to hear all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, Destiny Two was was on there, uh, oh, with the expansions well. and everything. But the um, but the reality is, is for me, there was no greater letdown than Sea of Thieves this year. Um, that was a pretty big letdown. I I think it was a big letdown for me, uh, not necessarily people, for everybody. Yeah, I think people maybe uh, may like maybe made it out to be something that it wasn't going to be. Yes. Yeah, I think so. that's I think that's fair to say. I I wanted to be able to play solo. And I wanted to be able to go around and just do some questing and sail a ship and you know, do my thing. And of course, if you've played the game, you know that that basically makes you a target for hyper aggressive four-person crews that are going to come and just destroy your stuff and you know, you get to start all over again. What Sea of Thieves is missing is quality of life enhancements. Yeah, I mean and, they have put some big deal, uh, like I won't call them DLC, but updates post launch. Yeah, they they have, and they've given away for free. You know, to their credit, there's a ton of great content in there. It's just not as immersive as you'd hope, mm-hmm. and that's what I, I thought I was really going to be able to. You know, have a crew, uh, have something that we could play somewhat reliably. And the truth was, is people just didn't really enjoy playing it. Um, it's got to be a game where you can just go and screw around and do stuff on your own when other people aren't logged in. And if you were to do that, you'd be killed <laughs> and dropped to the bottom of the water um, <laughs> within no time. So there's really not a place to go hang out, which you can do in Destiny. You know, you can go grind stuff in Destiny. In Warframe, you can go grind missions. Uh, sea of Thieves, you really can't grind on your own uh, right. reliably. So for me, that was the biggest disappointment just because it never really took off. And I and I hate that because I think it was a fun game. And I think there was a lot of fun to be had. It just it just didn't deliver overall. Right. All right. So enough of that. Um now we're talking about next year. Yeah. And I got a little bit of a of a theme here. <laughs> I I noticed. <laughs> so a lot of this came from the game awards. Um I basically saw all these great games on the game awards um one you know the, the large one for me was the outer worlds and i'm really hoping that, that is twenty interesting yeah um you know i'm a huge obsidian fan uh i fallout new vegas is the best fallout i'll fight anyone that wants yep. to i agree what it, it wasn't um and here we go a spiritual successor made by the studio that that created that game mm-hmm. um it, and it looks um you know it looks like a such a well put together, you know, polished experience. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Anthem also uh, is on my list. Um, 
so much could go wrong with this game. I, I got a so feeling much this could go right. I think in a year's time, you might hear me going, yeah, Anthem just couldn't get it together, and it'll be my not. biggest disappointment. I really um, hope not. I agree. Um, but, you know, BioWare's done some things. Um, you know, they I haven't. Like, I've never been let down by BioWare, but my expectations were not met with Andromeda. Right. That's what I was going to say. You were not let down by Andromeda? <laughs> it was, I wasn't, like, I wasn't getting what I expected, but I was not, I guess, let down. I was let down because I didn't like anybody in it's Andromeda. Like, it's like going and getting dinner at McDonald's. I mean, you're, you eat, you're full, but you're not exactly, like, happy about it. Okay, because I, I thought you were going to say, like, that was the quality, because <laughs> I would expect a, a Bioware game is, like, going to a very nice sit-down posh restaurant. You'd expect that, yeah. And then you sit down, and they open up a, you know, McDonald's box in front of you, and you're like, wait a minute. I came here for something really good, and you're giving me something that's, <laughs> you know, sustainable. Like, it'll keep me right. from starving, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Um, so that was a good game. Yeah. But I'm not going to be happy about it. Exactly. So that was a game they were able to kind of polish up and make a little bit better with some enhancements. But, you know, let this be a lesson to game developers. Don't have procedural generation on human yeah. interactions. They will not look right. Um, yeah. those weird eyes darting all over the place and the crazy facial animations, it just never, never quite worked. So, um, hopefully we won't have to, you know, see something like that again. Hopefully the next one's much more polished and deserving of, you know, that kind of game. But anyway, um, so the, the next game I'm looking forward to for 2019 and we are teased a little bit today. Uh, yeah, it was actually to supposed out. to come out today. Yeah, I was uh, actually watching Lyrics stream today, and Atlas <laughs> <I> was too. <laughs> yeah, Atlas was supposed to drop. Um, yep. The early access game, uh, which is uh, from the was creators that, of Art, was, was just announced uh, a couple weeks ago during the Game Awards, and it's basically a huge MMO survival game. Um, I thought I would give it a try because it's one of those just crazy games where anything can happen and. Um, even if you don't play it a lot, you know, there's, there's fun times to be had. So right. I think around 6 PM Eastern standard, it was supposed to be live for purchase and that didn't happen. And <laughs> probably four or five streamers I saw logged in That's advertising Atlas as the game they were playing. And they were all like stream ended. <laughs> that, that cannot be a worse thing to happen. Like, you, all this hype has come around this game. Everybody's has to play it, and then it doesn't launch. So now, not only have you upset like all these people, but like, how are they gonna, you know? Because they said it's gonna come out in two more days. So in two more days, you want them to go back and do all this stuff again? It's yeah, just... that was the that was the outcome. Was that December twenty first will be the actual release date for the early access game? I'm a little more forgiving of these folks because they're early access people, you know, they yeah. release a game and they iterate on it and, you know, they'll eventually sell it for full price, triple a title. But for usually, you know, people just coming into it, you get a reduced price. You deal with buggy beta type of software, but eventually it becomes, you know, uh, a big game. Have you, you've played arc, right? Like you've spent some time in there. Oh, I've actually never played arc. Okay. So arc started off with like three dinosaurs, <laughs> and you know this huge island and then as time went on it was you know you got 20 or 30 different dinosaurs and just you know huge customizations and i would say you know somewhere near minecraft levels of uh 
of interactivity. That's something you just didn't really see before. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the other things I'm the other games I'm looking forward to are the, all the ones I didn't get to play this year well enough. Uh, Monster Hunter, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So I'm trying to make up for that now. I have uh, Monster Hunter on pause right now. I'll be uh, getting back <laughs> to that after the podcast. I have a Assassin's Creed on pause because I'm still not done with that game. Sure. Thanks, thanks, Red Dead. So yeah, this part of the episode is when Andrew would have talked. And right. We don't have his list, so we can't even tell you what Andrew is thinking. Uh, his top five are all Destiny Two, probably just each of the expansions, <laughs> and I don't know some of the no. DLC probably. But uh, I thought maybe I don't think we, I don't know if we did this last year or not, but I kind of also wanted to talk about uh, movies that we got this year. Sure. So, yeah, let's, let's do uh, top five movies of the year. And rounding out number five was Incredibles 2, which is, to me, uh, you know, I like the first one, but I wouldn't have expected I would have thought Incredibles 2 was a top five of the year. Yeah, um, I liked it. Uh, really good movie. Um, it really well done. Kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting it to be, um, mm-hmm. you know, in a very crowded superhero year. Um, I didn't know how much attention it would get. The year it came out, it was like the like probably the only um, superhero movie to be out that year. Maybe sure right. with X Men. I mean, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on that time. Right. Yeah. And then the next three I'm about to take, or like say, may surprise you that you're like, wait, those came out this year? Because that's what I thought too when I was looking back through the movies that came out this year. I'm like, yeah, these movies came out in 2018. And that would have been Deadpool two, for my number four. Sure, and, right uh, there in May. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good solid, uh, good solid sequel, I think. I love Deadpool two. Um, it was a great movie, a lot of fun. Um, it was a good uh successor to the first one. It kind of kept the same mm-hmm. mood. So right, you know, I I really enjoyed it. Um, probably could have been a little more serious at times, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, good, good, really good. But it's Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Deadpool. And uh, you know, kind of keeping topical with it, the uh, the the retelling PG Christmas version of it just came out, yes. and uh, it's not getting good reviews. Um, I can't imagine. Looks like it's something <laughs> of a cash grab. So it definitely uh, seems that way. Yeah, for anyone that's not aware, they Deadpool two, a very R rated movie, um, has been released in a holiday theme for at PG thirteen, and it's re released back in the theaters. Um. There's other movies out there right now. I don't know that Deadpool two there's really. There's a lot of movies I want to yeah, see. Yeah, really right competes. Now. Yeah, yeah. There's quite a bit. And then, so after Deadpool two, uh, three for me is Solo. Uh, mm-hmm. Even though it did not get the attention I think it deserved at the theater, I thought this was a really good Star Wars movie. A lot better than the Last Jedi. Let me tell you that. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> I think it was more fun than the Last Jedi. And uh, yeah, I liked Solo a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am kind of sad they've kind of put a hold on all the solo or not, uh, the um, one-off movies. So, I'm not. I think it's fine. Uh, you don't need them. They they were not. They were not doing they're not great. Nece- they're not necessary. But I think I liked them. Like I've liked both of them that's that's come out. Mm-hmm. So, and then Black Panther. Yes, Black Panther came out this year. Yeah. It's so hard to think about that. January uh, number. Yeah, number two, Black Panther. Um, yeah, at the time, I would have thought this would have been number one because when it came out, it was uh, a really great movie. 
I you and it. I both liked Black Panther uh, quite a bit. We both gave it very high reviews, um, yep. scores during our review. And then uh, in the summer, we had this big purple guy snap his fingers and kind of knock everybody out of the competition for number one with uh, Avengers Infinity War. And boy, what a movie that was. Yeah, I, I had to put it up there. So my, my ratings are pretty much the same as yours. It, small like a difference here or there but mm-hmm. for the most part i took a look at the quote-unquote nerd movies that came out this year and right. there was no right. bigger movie than avengers infinity war um for comics or nerd fandom like that is that's kind of the be all end all of comic book movies it's tough to say that it's only going to get bigger next year i can't even right. really imagine you know? <laughs> It wasn't that long ago that Avengers was the biggest movie that people couldn't even imagine. How are you going to get five heroes on a five, six? How could you get any bigger than the first Avengers? Exactly. And now there's what, 20 in this one? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, these are all, uh, you you can make me think of these are all my nerd movies. All, uh, you know, there's, I've seen a bunch of other movies this year that I would consider really good movies and top movies of the year. These are all the top nerd movies. Mm hmm. So, but yeah, honorable mentions, uh, Ready Player One. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, fun movie. And Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah, I really liked Ant-Man and the Wasp, apparently a lot more than you did. um, Yeah. Because it it made my top five. Yeah, it made your top five. I just, I felt like I might have put it number five in front of The Incredibles 2, but I'm like, man, there's a lot of Marvel stuff on this list. There's sure. some movies that came out this year. Yeah, it's almost all of it's like Disney and, <laughs> and Marvel. But yeah, Ant-Man yeah. and the Wasp had a, for, for a, a family-friendly type of movie, um, that was important. Like, this is the kind of movie I could take my kid to go see or go see with my parents, like that kind of thing, and not feel like right. I'm apologizing for anything. I was like, I'm so sorry. This movie's so bad. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Deadpool shouldn't have, you know, made that joke. <laughs> yeah, Ant-Man and the Wasp was just, it, it showed that you can be lighthearted, but at the same time still have a bit of a, tell a serious story, mm-hmm. you know, to some extent. So, yeah, I, re- I really liked it. I'm um, looking forward to whatever they do next. And uh, from what we've seen in the trailers, Ant-Man is very involved in uh, Avengers Endgame. At least he pulls up to a gate in a van. Yeah. You know that much. Uh, and he yells at the camera. <laughs> and he yells at the camera, of course. Um. So, like, just like video games, I want to talk about the big stinker of the year. And for me, that was the Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, I left that movie scratching my head, saying, hmm, that was, that's an interesting way of dis- get, you know, disappointing me for whatever two hours or however long it was. Um, it, yeah, I still it, haven't it was, seen it. But I think that's because I'm a little dubious on just the whole expanded universe. Yeah. If you want to get a good experience from this movie, wait before the third one comes out. And the day before you watch the third one, watch this one. That way, when you watch the third one, you can just pretend like it's one long movie and feel better about yourself. But what if the third one's just as bad as this one? If it's just as bad as that one, I am so sorry. And <laughs> I apologize Brandon for what I Brandon made me do this. <laughs> made me watch these, this one awfully long movie. Because this, like, there is no payoff in this movie. I think I've talked about it before. Like, mm-hmm. it's all build up, no payoff. Sure. Um. There's, there's can be, there be, a, there could be a couple of statements I could make that probably shouldn't be said on this podcast about that. But it's, you know, there's no payoff. It's all build up, and it's terrible. 
Well, are you saying because there's a cliffhanger that is pretty obvious and needs to be resolved? It's not even, I mean, not really a cliffhanger. I mean, I guess it kind of is one, but it's not really like, oh man, I can't wait to see what happens next. It's more of like, they gave me a bunch of information and did nothing with it. Mm. Just like, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this. And you go, what am I supposed to do with this? And they go, find out later. Yeah, that doesn't sound like fun. <laughs> it was, it was so disappointing. I wanted one good, you know, battle, one good fight, like I've got in the other Harry Potter movies. But no, none of that. Wow, none of that. So it had a really dark tone, and it really looked like it was going to be wizards fighting and Johnny Depp being uh, Johnny Depp. So I'm a little surprised that there was no uh, no action in there. Yeah, you would have thought, but you didn't get any of that. Um, you just got, I don't know, it, it felt like, it felt like it was a part of, like they chopped off the end and didn't give me the big payoff. Well, you can always buy another ticket for the next one and, and experience the ending of this. <laughs> this movie. Yeah, yeah, so that's there's always that. But uh, anyway, looking forward to 2019. Uh, of course, it's probably going to be on everybody's list. Uh, Avengers Endgame, Captain Marvel, which is very soon, looks great. Uh, and Star Wars Episode Nine. Yeah, JJ returns to uh, mm-hmm. right some wrongs, maybe? I don't know. Hopefully. It's going to be interesting to see what happens after he he left. Basically, I like to think that he did Episode Seven. And episode seven was this 18 wheel Mack truck. And he kind of <laughs> just like jumped out the door and left it driving down the highway. Someone else gets in and jackknifes it. <laughs> Not necessarily that it was a bad movie, but just everything was different. You know, the driving yep. experience is very different when you're rolling down a cliffside. Yep. Um, and he's going to jump back in and we'll see what he does with this. <laughs> He he ran down the road and said, "Hey, let me get back in that real exactly. quick." Exactly. I I think the, you know, you're not going to have Snoke to go back to. Um, I mean, you could. Admiral Holdo is not available after having obliterated herself into, you know, space dust. Um, and most of the resistance was killed off, um, primarily by Poe Dameron, but uh, by by bad guys as well. <laughs> Yes, I'm excited. I, you know, I like Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's an understatement, probably. And um, Episode Nine is kind of like, I think, is going to be the cap on a very long journey we've been on. Yeah, well, I think if they can really pull this one back around, I think that'll give some positive momentum to what's going to come next. If this ends up having the same controversial nature that Eight had, then you might struggle to say that people are going to be looking forward to the next ones. Um, mm-hmm. People love seven love rogue one. Um, that one movie eight was enough to be divisive enough to just say, uh, people aren't looking forward to this series anymore. <laughs> oh man. I hope that's not the case. Cause I really enjoy star Wars. Yeah. But... It sounds like Mark Hamill's back. I don't know how that is. Yeah. I've seen a lot of, you know, yeah, he's been doing well, some. We'll find out. I don't want to throw anything out there. <laughs> well, it's on Twitter, so I mean, if you, it's really That's hard true. to, you know, this is nothing uh, insider information or anything. This is what's on Twitter. So, yeah. um, so we'll see what comes of that. So, your top five of the year. 
Yeah, so pretty much the same as yours. The only difference is I put Ant-Man and the Wasp instead of The Incredibles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you put it all the way at two. I put all the way at two, yeah, just because of how much fun I had. It, what I really looked at was how much fun did I have watching these. Um, I was rolling and, and just enjoying myself in Infinity War. Uh, Deadpool mm-hmm. 2 was really good. Solo, if it wasn't so fun of a movie, it would be off the list completely. Um, yeah, but I think the first act of it, I was like, oh, man. And yeah. then after the first act, after it seems like a whole new director, uh, which actually I think they did. That's uh, took exactly over. what happened. <laughs> it yeah. was a totally the, new director. So everything changed after that, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther, I got a little bit further down. I didn't have as much fun watching Black Panther, but I know it's probably one of the better movies, just mm-hmm. in general, um, of that series. So it certainly gets high marks for me. Uh, not one that I can go back and watch again and again. Uh, on second viewing, right. it was good, but since I knew everything was happening and the twists weren't really there, it's kind of light on jokes or lightheartedness. So right. uh, it's a little bit of a darker watch um, in terms of just the overall feeling. That's true. You, you know, when you got people, you know, family members dying, and you know, and it is. I would say it is one of the more darker Marvel movies. Yeah, well, and I don't know if darker is the right word, but it's certainly more serious. Um, it takes itself very serious, and that's good. You need that from time to time. I'm I'm thinking yeah, Captain Marvel might also be that way, and darker might not be the right word for that one. I think maybe just more serious would be the way to say mm-hmm. it. Um, some honorable mentions that I put out there, uh, really ones that I just found kind of appealing, but not, weren't necessarily great movies. Um, did you ever see I Love Dogs? I didn't. I didn't. I'm not even 100 what that is. Sure. So that's a Wes Anderson movie. Uh, it's done with stop motion animation, and it's kind of animated. So I put that up there because it's an animated movie. I, I can I can throw that in. Um, a bit of an indie movie. Um, he's also I made things like seen the poster for this. Yeah, yeah. He he made like Fantastic Mr. Fox and um, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. Um, the Royal Tenenbaums, a lot, a lot of weird indie movies, but um, Isle of Dogs was a, a fun one to watch. So I thought it might sneak in just because it was animated. Um, I also put in Extinction from Netflix. I didn't. Was interesting. I didn't love it, but I liked what they were trying to do, which is give us a War of the Worlds style movie on a budget. That was me along the way. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, it, it definitely gave me a, a, a trick because I, I was not expecting all of what happened. I, I knew there was problems with him, but mm-hmm. I didn't expect it to be what it became. And yeah, I don't think I'll give that spoiler away just because it is such a spoiler um, of what yeah. happens in there. But um, overall, I was I was I think I gave it a seven out of ten. But the more I thought on it, the more I kind of liked where they went with it. So it still remains a seven out of ten because it's not for everyone, um, but mm-hmm. it was enough to make me think it's it's one that I think is worth a second. Stands viewing. out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my biggest disappointment uh, was uh, Jurassic World. Um, <laughs> the the key to there being you can't be disappointed if you don't expect anything from it. <laughs> yeah, I was when I saw them out running a volcano. I knew there was going to be some fundamental problems with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think probably the best way to explain just the head scratching nature of it is you've got this dinosaur rampaging through this like museum Mansion house thing yeah yeah 
and he's destroying everything, chasing this little girl around, can't catch her for some reason. And then the girl hmm. runs up to her bedroom and hides in the bed. And then all of a sudden, the dinosaur turns into like Ninja Gaiden and is like sneaking into the through the window, like unlocking yeah. windows and everything. It's just like, uh, weren't you just like running through the house, like smashing your head into things? Like, why are you like sneakily <laughs> opening a window now? It was so they could have something for the trailer. It was um, not it wasn't great. Um, Jurassic <laughs> World, just overall bad movie. Um, if you, by this point in time, you've already seen it. If you haven't save your time, save your money. Don't uh, don't don't encourage these types of movies. And I, I enjoyed the previous one enough to like want to see this one. I felt like the previous one was kind of everything that was wrong with Jurassic Park. You know, Jurassic Park is supposed to be, you know, um, like a cautionary tale, you know, just because you can right. do something, should you? I think that was like one of the famous lines from there is <laughs> that could know. be a life that could be a lesson to the uh, makers of this movie. Exactly. They should say we could make a sequel, but should we make a sequel? <laughs> should we? And should we have so much product <laughs> placement? And the answer was no to all those. So <laughs> the 2019 slate, I'm looking forward to all the same ones as you. Although I will tell you that my top five could be different after next week. For 2018. Aquaman is looking promising. Aquaman is interesting. Um, and another one I don't have on the list at all is Spider-Verse. So that one hit me, but I haven't watched it yet. But yeah. like I'm very surprised about what I'm hearing. Yep. I'm gonna go see both of them uh next week, and uh we won't talk again until uh or we won't have a podcast again until 2019. But if it updates, Sweet. I will uh <laughs> I'll be sure to give a review of those. Um so you guys won't know what we feel until later. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Spider-Verse is one that I'm very, very interested to see. I read the series. I reviewed the comic series um, previously on a, on a show probably uh, several months back. But um, yeah, I did go through and then review Spider-Verse. So here we are, an actual, you know, full screen movie adaptation of part of that story. That's got a higher Rotten Tomato rating than The Dark Knight. Wow. I haven't yeah. I haven't looked. I've been trying to stay spoiler free. Yeah, yeah, it is right now. You know, in in terms of ratings, uh, the best superhero movie. So. Oh, is it for twenty eighteen? No, just in best superhero movie ever in terms of ratings. Spider Man and the Spider Verse. Really? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, at this point in time, with uh, two hundred and seventy three reviews, it's got a ninety seven percent. Um, yeah, there's a possibility that this could be, um, the movie, um, especially given how much I enjoyed, uh, Spider-Man the game. So looking yeah. forward to do that. In fact, one of the it's, first it's pictures I've got Peter Parkwar, is that Parkwar? The, uh, India Spider-Man. So the whole gist <laughs> is that's a bunch of different Spider-Mans from different multiverses. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to this. This looks cool. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe I should have stuck around at the end of Venom to catch the uh, Spider-Verse thing, but I didn't. Looks now. like Bumblebee also has a 93%, so the world's just gone crazy. The Bumblebee? It is! What is going on? <laughs> I don't know that I'm oh, going to catch man. that one, but maybe. I might have to. It's higher than Aquaman. Yeah, wow. Aquaman's still fresh, though. So, yeah, wow. it looks like there may have been some of the... It might you be a heard it here. in the 2018, yeah. You, you heard it here first, folks. 
Bumblebee, a Transformer movie, is sitting at 93% fresh. With 90 wow. reviews. Um, that's probably going to come down a bit once more reviews get in. Yeah. But yeah, they had 300 reviews for uh, Spider-Verse. So um, it, it'll get up there and we'll see. I, I bet that balances out to in the upper 70s, low 80s. But either way, that's not bad because I would give uh-uh. zeros to all of the other Transformer <laughs> movies. So. <laughs> oh, man. And well, with that being said, we've actually made this a a pretty decent a decently length episode so i think we're just gonna you know go ahead and leave it off with just our top stuff sure yeah so, yeah i think yeah, um we don't have andrew here to kind of pimp the channel so i was gonna say i'll i'll take that yeah. on a little bit so yeah, um pimp us out. Uh, uh 18 million people in our discord um you can come and join um Tons of games. Yeah, tons of games. Uh, Wrath Incarnate, uh, Destiny 2 Clan. Um, You've got pretty much every major game that's being played right now. We either have a server or a community around it. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We have 40,000 games available. (laughs) So I'm I'm throwing out huge numbers that are no way possible. (laughs) Um, But there's just chats all over the place. So just a quick run through. Uh, Warframe, Ark, uh, Rocket League, Maple Story. Um, Fallout 76 even Guild Wars, Minecraft, yep. Red Dead uh, Super Smash yep. Brothers we got it all so yeah come and check out the um, the Discord uh, you can go to pixelpubgaming.com and uh, all oh, the- you gotta say it twice pixelpubgaming yeah pixelpubgaming.com uh, go there <laughs> find our Discord uh, come in, be part of the community uh, they give away free games on uh, a lot of free games. There. Yeah, every day I think they give away something. So yeah, right now they're giving away a game called Wasted. Uh oh. Yeah. Do you have to be a post-apocalyptic pub crawler? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, they've been giving away a game pretty much every day um, for a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they were celebrating milestone after milestone. So uh, you know, uh, Drew, uh, the the other host of the show um you know he's put a lot of effort and time into that it's it's made him sick people look what you've done to you him. gave him the flu you gave him and his family the ebola and now they've got to <laughs> they got to deal with it oh man all right so, yeah so, so wherever, join, wherever you're listening to this so podcast the discord <laughs> wherever you're listening to the podcast make sure to like subscribe follow share uh give some feedback some comments yeah thumbs up no no thumbs down just thumbs up exactly and, uh, <laughs> share it with people we do have a channel in the discord if you want to come talk to us or say hey say hi we'll talk back and normally we'll have this live over on twitch but uh considering our twitch machine was broken this week uh you're hearing this pre-recorded and so from all of us over here at the we talk nerd podcast we want to wish everybody a happy holidays happy new year and we'll see you guys in 2019 bye